0: Welcome to the morning lesson. This is Miss Laura, and I've got another fourth grade story for you today. We are in the Norse stories, the Viking stories that are wonderful, fun stories for this particular age group of students, but also fun for everyone. I'm excited to let you know that I will be attending the World Teacher Conference in Doorknock this April, a big celebration and I'll be talking a little bit more about that. If you are interested in supporting my travel to this gathering of teachers, international teachers who specialize in Waldorf methods, uh, there is a donation link in the description and I would really appreciate any any help that you could give me. Now, let us go to our story. This story is about Freya's brother, Freyr. Freyr, the God of love and all growing things. The God who coax the seeds to open the plants as they grow. Freyr, the God who encouraged the young deers to seek their mates at just the right time. Frere, the god who made sure that all life continued in pairs. Well, Frere was lonely. He sat himself in the high seat, the seat of the All-Father, Odin's great chair one might say it was a throne but they didn't really think of the high chair as a king's throne anyways Freyr sat himself in the high seat and he looked out into all of the worlds odin was wandering those worlds looking for loki's children and Freyr was in charge Now he looked into Alfenheim and he saw the light elves. He looked into Midgard and he saw the humans. He looked into Jotunheim and he saw the great frost giants and other Jotuns at their work. Freyr leaned in. That is when he saw the most beautiful woman he had ever seen in his oh in his whole very long life her hair was loose under her cap as she was working and she stopped her work and she let down her hair free rebraided it carefully and then tucked it up again underneath her cap to keep it covered in order to keep it clean and out of her way. She returned to her work of weaving on a loom outside her front door. She was enjoying the outside breeze. Frere was transfixed by her movements He was fascinated by every twist and tuck she made with the yarn at the loom. Now, it had a hypnotizing effect, and if you have ever seen anyone weaving, you know exactly what I am talking about. Now, when she had finished that chore, she turned to do other things. She milked her goats, and she brushed out the wools, and she repaired her fences, and she hoed weeds, and her weeds out of her garden. She washed the front door of her home, and before she knew it, all of her chores had be- were finished, and her day was done. Frere watched this Jotun woman go into her house and close the door. She was wonderful, he thought to himself. For the next few days, Frere watched her from his high seat. He wondered who she was. And each day as he studied her, he fell more and more in love with her. Finally, he could not stand it anymore. He must know who she is. He wanted to offer himself as a bridegroom. He longed for this beautiful Jotun to be his wife. Frere called his page, his assistant, Skinnir. Skinnir, see that this Jotun maiden there, that beautiful one, I wish for her to be my wife. Take with you the bride's price and ask her to wed me. Now, this was very long ago, and this was the proper way of doing things in that day and in that time and in that place. Uh, it might not be the right thing for us today, however, but it was the right thing then. And dutifully, Skinner went to get the Jotunheim he traveled across the Bifrost, the rainbow bridge, right to the maiden's home. She was startled to see him. She stood tall, looking at this messenger from the from beyond. Skinnir bowed deeply, asked her his her first name and gave his name. She replied, I am Gerdr, daughter of Gimir, and this is our home. What is your business here? I bring you good news, Gurdir. The god Freyr has seen you from the high seat of Odin, and he loves you. He wishes you to be his wife. Pack your things. We will go to Asgard at once for the wedding. No, said Gudir, I will not be the God Frere's wife. I do not know him, and I do not know you. Leave this place before my father comes home. Be gone. And with that she turned her back upon Skirnir Skirnir returned the way he had come and faced Frere the life bringer god's face went from a smile of anticipation to a frown of disappointment how could this be that he wondered why wouldn't she marry him he was a god and a really, really good god, too. He wasn't a trickster like Loki, and Loki had a wife. Frere was tall and handsome and loving, not like thundering Thor always smashing things, but he had a wife, too. Why no wife for Frere? Frère's heart broke a little bit, but he was so consumed by his obsession, he could not think clearly. And he turned to Skinner You must kidnap Gurdir for me and bring her here. When we meet, things will be different. Go and get her and bring her here. Do whatever you must. Now, Skinner did not like this plan. And he worried that he would have to fight the great giant Gemir, Gurgir's father. And Skinnier thought about this and told Frere. Frere, give me your great sword. That is the price. I may need the sword, and afterwards the sword will be the payment to do this deed. Frere did not think twice. He did not hesitate. So great was his love and longing for the fair Gredir. He gave over his sword. He gave over his great and magical sword. He gave over the sword that could fight on its own, even without him. He, He gave over his sword that brought sunshine into the dark places he gave over a sword that was nearly alive itself. He gave away this wondrous sword like Odin had given his eye, like Freya had given her body. Freyr would give his sword. Skinir did manage to trick Gredir to travel away with him, and he led her right to his master Freyr. Gurdir looked upon Frère for the first time and marveled at how his inner light shone from within him. She fell in love with him just as deeply as he loved her. And I am happy to tell you that they were married and lived very happy together until the end of their days. But, but, the end of the day of their days is another story. And I wonder if Frere will miss having his great sword in those final moments of Ragnarok. Now I am telling this story in the winter time, the December, January, February time. And I love the image of our beautiful Jotun, our beautiful giant, sitting at her loom creating something beautiful and practical and uh, a great extension for this story would be to start a start a weaving what kind of weaving could you and your little ones do there are a couple of different ways to do a weaving project you can get a uh, circular uh, embroidery hoop and string it to do a circular mat type of uh, weaving you could get a hula hoop and do the same kind of weaving but only in a large circle and create a rug you can do a you can make a very small loom with cardboard and uh, make a rectangle mat or of course, if some of you are fortunate enough to have uh, large wooden looms, you can create all kinds of wondrous things. This is a great gateway to talk about weaving, to talk about uh, where clothes come from, the process of making clothing, the process of making rugs and other textiles. So this could launch a nice textile study for you. The other element of this story that I like to tease out is this idea that weaves through the Norse mythology of a sacrifice, that when we want something, we, we have to give something in return for it. Um, in, in most of our lives, I think when we want to achieve a goal, we work for it. So what we have to sacrifice is our own willingness to work for something. If we want something at the store, we have to give over money to buy a a thing. Well, how did we get the money? It's because we did whatever we needed to do to get the money. And so now we have this concept of exchange. So we're exchanging our work, Our labor, our things of value for other things we value, and and uh, if you have not already, kind of opened up a business math or a money or some sort of um, trade uh, block of study, this could lend itself to opening up kind of a math, you know, math sort of uh, block and a deeper conversation of well. What is too much to ask for us to sacrifice? And a nice philosophical or theological question that you can dovetail into your own family values and your own belief systems to, to kind of round out these stories. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, and I will see you, I'll see you in the next video, uh, next uh, audio. OK. I hope you enjoyed this story and uh, come back for the next one. Okay, bye.